1: You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, right here on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Yatusabe, episode 380. With the Stats Overbeat Cypher, what we do here, if you don't know by now, I'm about to tell you what we do is help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my man Danny Auto down there, as always, in their. Bit of misery, dilly-dilly to him, dilly-dilly to everybody out there, um, you know, in the chat room. I got my people out there, Mendo Bruce in the building, strong style already in the building. You know the cypher is going to come when I put out. It's like, it's almost like I put out the Thundercat symbol, you know. Forget the Batman logo. It's like the Thundercat symbol because your eyes get possessed, okay, if you're a true member of the Stats Over to Beat Cypher. If you know about the Thundercats uh, symbol and Thundercats logo, that used to be my jam back in the day. That was like my, literally, my favorite cartoon was Thundercats. We're gonna have to start, Danny, we're gonna have to start working in some Thundercats uh, puns and stuff like that. Sort of omens, give me sight beyond sight, stuff like that. But I digress. We got a great show for you guys with the stats overbeat cipher. We're gonna do a lot of things today. Our division by division previews continue. We are gonna go to the AFC West. I've been giving you diamonds and fugazes, scheduling nuggets, win win totals, division picks and plays, so you can win a little bit of extra cash to help you enter. Some fantasy leagues, all right? So uh, we're getting into a little bit of football. We will put the fun and functional sports content, as we always do. I got some interesting things going on with NBA Free Agency. Um, And by the way, in this last show, I talked about OJ on Twitter. Well, um, OJ is back, and uh, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, continues to respond to OJ. We'll check in on that a little while later on. And also, we got a poll question as always. My question is, do you think Kawhi and or KD are going to leave their current teams, go for other pastures, whether they're greener or not, is up to you? Or do they stay with their teams? That's what I want to know. The options are both stay, both leave. KD stays and Kawhi leaves, and vice versa. Kawhi stays and KD leaves. We got a lot of people voting already. We'll check in on that a little bit later on in the show. Big shout out to the Stats over beat cypher we got ben in the building already as well all right here's one thing i want to talk to you guys about though before we get into the football which we will do next segment there is a very interesting media session going on in major league baseball tomorrow that i want everybody to keep their eyes on okay and this is literally like you know the one story i want to talk about before we get into uh football afc west fantasy football implications big time division if you're a real deal stats over beat cypher you know who i like in that division by the way But in any event, um, tomorrow in Tampa, the Tampa Bay Rays are having a, I don't know if it's a press conference, but it's like a media availability session. And I think this is something that bears watching, okay? The Tampa Bay Rays, there is a proposal out there right now for the Tampa Bay Rays to become the Tampa Bay and Montreal Rays. That's right, that the Tampa Bay Rays would become almost like a split city squad. Okay, they would play their early games in the first two or three months of the season, April, May, June, until about right now. Their home games would be played in Tampa like normal. Then, with this proposal, the Rays would then pick up and move and play July, August, and September with their home games in Montreal. Okay, they would be the Tampa Bay and Montreal Rays. Okay, this is something that it's not necessarily getting uh, voted on tomorrow, but we're going to learn a lot more about this, and this is something that I think people should know. Okay, Um, they have a lease with Tropicana Field and the city of St. Petersburg until 2027. I don't know that Tampa Bay would want to let them out of this lease. The mayor of the town has already said it ain't happening. Rick Kreisman. Okay, here's the other thing. This is really, in my opinion, to push. for a new stadium, okay, you know Tropicana Field is a dumpster fire, okay? It's cavernous. There's the catwalks. It's empty as all hell because, by the way, you're in Tampa, right? So there's a lot of things to do outside. They are pushing to try and build a new stadium, and they, I believe that this is about putting pressure on Tampa to build an actual stadium and then being like, hey, if not, we'll consider relocating. You know, I think that's what's in it here, the idea of Montreal may build a new stadium as well, but a smaller one, kind of like a soccer Uh, seat arena okay so maybe a 30,000 kind of seat arena right here's the other thing why this would be crazy all right so this is crazy for the team moving back and forth this is crazy because maybe having to maintain the lease on two stadiums right but this is also crazy for the players think about if you were a member of the Rays and you had to in essence have two homes right you would have to kind of have a home in Tampa and have a home in Montreal you pick up with the family and move for the summer you know, and that's nice, and we've talked about this before. Like, Portland is no- lovely in the summer. Montana, lovely in the summer. The Lakes in Michigan, lovely in the summer, right? And so that's what these guys would be. The Rays as a franchise would almost be like snowbirds in the winter and spring training. They'd be in Tampa, and that's a part of this. They would move their spring training facility back to Tampa Bay from Port Charlotte. That's another part of this proposal. They'd be like snowbirds, right? And then in the summer months when they can go up north, they'd go up to Montreal, It's an interesting idea, but if I was a player, I don't know that I would like it. I think it's a tough sell. Okay, check this out. And so does Scott Boris. You know the agent, Scott Boris. So would the Rays, who are, by the way, a playoff caliber team in the wild card right now, okay? So would they attract free agents? It's not like they got a ton of money to do this anyway, but would this be helpful? That's what I want to know. Would this be helpful to attract free agents that think they'd be in something interesting and cool and sexy, right? Scott Boris, the agent, does not think so. Check out this quote. Quote, he says, I don't think any player would would view moving midseason as workable. I don't think anyone is going to want to take on something that's going to affect their family and the performance of their team to that level. It puts a greater burden on every aspect of what the player goes through in a season. I just don't see anyone approving that. Um, Part of their pitch is that, like, fans from Montreal would come down to Tampa as a new vacation destination as snowbirds and vice versa. But is that too big of a leap of faith? I'm not sure. Check this out. Also, um... This has happened before, okay? And, and, and this is something I would want to remind you guys of. The Montreal Expos. This happened when Montreal was up there. They played in Puerto Rico, if you remember. I think it was the 2003 and the 2004 season. They played 22 games in Puerto Rico. And this all comes with, listen, new different hats, new jerseys, patches the memorabilia you could sell being like the split tampa montreal exos expos no, excuse me Rays. a lot of merchandising options here okay but i don't know that people going to go vacation down in tampa because they're from montreal being a snowbird or vice versa right and then they asked manny Acta, who was the um he was the manager of the national slash expos when they were doing that and uh, he said it was kind of cool at first, like when it was still a novelty, like when they were going to Puerto Rico. But then it kind of wore off. Check out what Manny said. It just felt like it was another road trip. Sometimes, though, it got a little tiresome staying in the same hotel for like 12 days. And then the second year, it was less fun. The novelty wore off. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be cool, but is it something that you're going to want to sign a five-year deal and have to do that every single year? He talked about staying in hotel rooms for a long time. If you're like a young guy in the Tampa Bay Rays, are you really going to have enough to get another apartment or another house in in Montreal? No, you're going to be living in hotels. Talk to Gabe and Cam about where to go. You know what I'm saying? That sort of thing. And this has happened before. Not only in uh, Major League Baseball with the Expos Montreal and Puerto Rico. In the NBA in the 70s, okay, the Kings um, did this. By the way, they were originally the Kansas City Kings, but for a time, a couple years in the 70s, they were the Kansas City and Omaha Kings. Okay, but that's different. Kansas City and Omaha are like, I don't know what, like three hours away by drive. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different than, you know, a different country. And, and that's another thing also. Think about this. We've talked about the taxes in different countries, right, well, when you're a free agent and signed. We talk about the conversion rate for guys like Kawhi, and we're going to talk a little bit later on as we put the fun and functional sports content. We'll talk about Kawhi, you know, and how he wants to maybe sign somewhere else and the conversion rate being up in Canada. But that's real complicated to play half your games in Tampa, be working in all these places for tax purposes, and also have the conversion rate when you're up in Montreal. That's a little bit much. But like I said, this comes down to putting pressure on the city of Tampa Bay to build them a new stadium. Because if they don't, Manfred has already talked about expansion or relocation. There are a number of cities in the United States that are clamoring for a team. So if Tampa can't fill fill that stadium, and it is an eyesore, and they are a legitimately decent team, okay, this is not, You know, this is not the Baltimore Orioles. This is not the Kansas City Royals. This is not the last place Miami Marlins. This is a team that was a wild card team last year, is in that position this year, is always interesting, redefining things, right? If they can't fill their stadium, listen, the the commissioner has said it, Nashville, primed and ready and wants it. Portland, Oregon, primed, ready, wants it. Vegas, now that the Golden Knights have cracked the seal, right, with the NHL team, they're ready to go. Charlotte, they're ready to go. So if, if, if this split city situation is not like the first way, this could be the first domino of the Tampa Bay Rays no longer being fully in Tampa, whether it's part-time or with some of these other cities. Something to keep an eye on. And uh, you're going to hear about it as they have this media availability and this kind of press conference about it tomorrow. So I wanted to let people know it is my duty as a stable genius and vocal minority. But one of the things I mentioned um, as we move along is that the Tampa Bay Rays have been, mostly when Joe Madden was the manager right they were very inventive okay it was joe madden and the rays that started um the crazy shifts right and now all of major league baseball does it it was joe madden and these rays that started or, or the rays at least that started really the opener and now we're seeing a lot of other teams do that whether it's like you know in spots or as an actual spot of the rotation okay so tampa bay has been doing things a little bit differently for a while and um, it would be a shame to have that franchise have to relocate, but that's what I think is on the horizon. But I wanted to bring it up also because of this idea of the shift. As you know, people are shifting ridiculously, and I've said for a while that professional hitters need to be a little bit better at beating the shift, right? But they don't do it. I once talked to Mark Teixeira, and I literally asked him. I said, Mark, why don't you drop a bunt down third base? You know, just to keep him honest. Just to keep the defense guessing, I've talked to Jason Giambi, who, by the way, I saw at Old Timers Day yesterday for Yank's Old Timers Day, which is amazing. And he says, listen, I don't want to mess with my swing. I don't want to think too much. I'm just going to put my natural swing on it. I'm paid to drive in runs. That's literally what Mark Teixeira told me in response to even working on it in batting practice. I get paid to drive in runs. So I thought that was interesting, right? But check this out. Last week... Okay, Matt Carpenter, okay, infielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. A guy you know, a guy that is on fantasy rosters, a guy that had a home run spurt in the middle of the last season, a guy that usually has history of hitting in the high 200s can hit 300. Not this year, though, guys. Matt Carpenter, with all the shift and the three true outcomes, just like everybody else, he's hitting 218. Okay, 218. And they're shifting against him. Why don't you do something differently about, against this? But check this out, guys. Matt Carpenter actually did. I'm going to show you guys right now. I'm going to put it here, Danny. What do we got? We got this right here. This is what Matt Carpenter did against the shift. Check this out. All right? So the shift is in play. Yep. Drop it down. Bang. The pitcher has to go field it. There's nobody there. Carpenter can take two on this. Look at that. Absolutely ridiculous. The pitcher had to go to short left field to field that one. All right, you can bring it back. That's what I'm talking about, okay? And here's the thing. All you got to do is do that once, okay? And I think you keep the defense honest. I think you wind up then not having to face the shift that much anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Clayton Trahan in the chat room right now saying we saw big poppy lay down a bunt from time to time to beat the shift. You know what I'm saying? That's what they have to do. Matt Carpenter did it. I would I haven't gone back and checked, but I would want to see if the rest of the series if they continued the shift on him. I say it all the damn time. To me it's similar like these guys, Joel Embiid, like Shaq, like Giannis, how they need to take a free throw underhanded, for God's sakes. That's the same kind of concept as this. Drop the damn bunt down third base, and they will not shift against you anymore. That's what it comes down to. Mendo Bruce in the chat room, I like what he's saying. saying saying expose, because when I'm talking about the Tampa and Montreal, says expose plus raise equals x rays. I like that a lot, bro. I like that, Mendo. We need to pitch that. Um, as maybe part of this new, like I said, merchandising options. The Expos and the Rays equal the X, X-Rays. Perry Ng in the Stats Over Beat Cypher in the chat room is also saying play of visas is another issue with this, and you are absolutely right. They kind of need that work permit, but they kind of needed that anyway because they may have some games against the Blue Jays. That's an issue that they a lot of ballplayers are aware of on some level, but it does bring up a lot of stuff. time. Ben in the chat room being like I agree I like the small ball sometimes and that's the thing all you need to do is once you do it once in a series to quote unquote keep them honest and it would really open up the shift so there you have it by the way when we come back here's what we're gonna do we're gonna get into football I know a lot of you love this football here we go we're gonna do the AFC West if you know about the stats overbeat Cypher you know there is a team in the AFC West that Speeds is always high on we'll talk about that who's gonna regress Diamonds Fugazi's schedule and the Best possible bet for the AFC West. I got a bet for you that you need to run to the window right now. Come on back. This is Betting Statistician, Episode 380 of the Fantasy Freestyle. You heard, dilly dilly.
0: Rain Make it rain. I don't know what the Mets are all bent out of shape about because they could be the Washington Nationals, who absolutely cannot hold on to any sort of lead. Uh, who lost, I believe. The entire series was come-from-behind type of situations uh, with the Atlanta Braves here over the weekend. So I don't know what the Mets are, are all worried about. You could be the Washington Nationals weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com
1: is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. Either way, if you use the promo code BLITZ, you get 25% off your daily Roto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code BLITZ, and 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 you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
0: The morning after. The Knicks almost feel like they have a little swagger back. It's the first time that they actually have sort of a player that they could be proud about. The Knicks actually have a plan here. They didn't get the Zion, but you know what? They took the guy they were supposed to. They didn't overreact. They didn't add drama. And great. I mean, that's a win for New York Knicks. It's a win that uh, people didn't boo. Now, R.J. Barrett's going to have to back this up. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
1: Oh, yeah. holiday. Oh, yeah. It would be yeah. It would be It would be so nice holiday. There you go. Welcome back to the Stats Overbeat Cypher Fantasy Freestyle Episode 380. Yo, the real deal Stats Overbeat Cypher in the building here. People think it's the off season for football, right? We finished mini camps, training camps don't start for another Oh, about a month or so when they really get started in earnest. But big shout-out to y'all. Perry Ing, Strong Style, Clayton Trahan, Ben, Mendo, Bruce. Real deal stats over beat Cypher. I know Jilly Dilly's in there as well. All right, And so um, I appreciate everybody out there. Um, and we're going to get into football, okay? AFC West, and it's real interesting. I noticed that all you guys in the chat room know where Speeds is going to go with the AFC West. You know about this. We got a poll question up, by the way, as well. What are KD and Kawhi going to do right now? Um, The leader in the poll is that KD will leave, but Kawhi will stay, is the leader in the poll. And I disagree with that, if you want to know the truth. The leader in the poll is that Kawhi stays in Toronto, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think he may go to the Clippers and that KD leaves. If KD leaves, I think it might be the Brooklyn Nets. But I think, listen, the Golden State Warriors are a completely fine option for him as he rehabs. He could opt into that $31 million, but I digress. Let's get into the AFC West. If you're new to the stats overbeat cipher, where you've been, dilly dilly, we've done that. I think this is the fourth division that we have done. And the way I break it down is with all the teams in the division, I give you a diamond and a fugazi, all right? A fugazi is, by the way, someone you need to forget about because it's fake. If you don't know about that, now you know. Then we get into some of the scheduling nuggets, okay? I'm a guy who looks at the schedule, okay? Things like back-to-back road games, things like where your bye is, and there are some nuggets, things like who you have to play vis-a-vis your division. I think that's very important, When looking at some of these teams, especially making division picks, win total picks, things of that nature, then I'll give you my leans on the win totals and a division pick. All right, so let's get it started here. Diamonds and Fugazis for the AFC West. I'm going to start with the Oakland Raiders, okay? Everybody's talking about the Oakland Raiders. A lot of buzz. Remember Antonio Brown going over there. This is the team that will be on hard knocks. All right, so my diamond in the rough for the Oakland Raiders in their last year before they hit up Vegas is going to be Tyrell Williams. I like Tyrell Williams this year, guys. I think Tyrell Williams can be, in essence, a wide out three. I think he can maybe crack the top 30 at wide receiver, okay? I think Tyrell Williams, listen, he was in, and you know this, if you're a real deal stats overbeat Cypher kind of guy or gal, you know that Tyrell Williams was in in San Diego and L.A. with the Chargers. That was a fantasy herd, people, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, different tight ends, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. It was a herd, and I think that. Hurt Tyrell Williams a little bit. The Oakland Raiders went out and signed him, spent money on him. Williams averaging his age, 27 season, right in his prime. Tyrell Williams is a guy who can stretch the field. So he is a great best ball kind of guy, okay? He's going to have some games where he goes for like four for 147 and two touchdowns, and you're going to want to take advantage of that in a best ball kind of format. We know they have Antonio Brown. But I think AB is going to get a lot of different coverages than he even saw in Pittsburgh because in Pittsburgh he had other weapons he's going to be the big dog there he's going to see a lot more defensive uh, attention and I think Tyrell Williams is going to benefit okay this guy has a career 16.3 yards per catch okay remember this is a guy who can stretch the field I like it Oakland doesn't really have a tight end threat I think Tyrell Williams will be a clear second in terms of targets for the Oakland Raiders, I think he's going to get slept on a little bit. I think he might be a true wide receiver three. I think he can wind up. Remember, one year when Keenan Allen wasn't there and with the Chargers, he wound up 69 catches, over 1,000 yards, and seven touchdowns. He wound up wide receiver 18. I don't think he winds up like that, but I think he can be a legit wide receiver three. My diamond in the rough for the Oakland Raiders is Tyrell Williams. I am going to fade as my fugazio. I'm going to fade Antonio Brown this year, guys. I am not going to have shares of Antonio Brown. And remember, Fugazi's are also relatively speaking, right? Is Antonio Brown a wide receiver one? Probably. Is Antonio Brown one of the best wide receivers of our generation? Yes. Is Antonio Brown likely a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Probably. He's just not going to be on any of my fantasy teams this year, okay? He's going right now as like wide receiver five or six, I don't think that's where he's going to be. When you look at these top elite guys, okay, we know about the top, top guys. You know, the DeAndre Hopkins, the Devontae Adams, the Julio Jones, the Odell Beckhams, the Michael Thomases. I don't think he cracks that top five. Some people have him at five or six. Listen, new team, new quarterback who I think is worse – New scheme coming off of a career-high 15 touchdowns for Antonio Brown. There is going to be some regression, and I don't think people are understanding how much regression there is going to be in Antonio Brown. hes I've seen him as wide receiver five or six. I already told you the top five that are definitively above him, in my opinion, and those guys have less transition. Michael Thomas, same system, same quarterback, same with DeAndre Hopkins, same with Julio Jones, same with um, Adams. Not so much with Odell, but I think going to a better offense with a better quarterback. Antonio Brown is not. I'm going to tell you, I would rather, I'll tell you right now, mark it down, okay? I think T.Y. Hilton has a better year than Antonio Brown. I think Mike Evans could have a better year than Antonio Brown. I think uh, Keenan Allen could have a better year than Antonio Brown. I think Juju could have a better year than Antonio Brown. That puts him in wideout like 10 or 11. You want to put a Minnesota Vikings stud in there? I'm okay with that too. And to be- because of that, I have Antonio Brown lower for me, relatively speaking. He's a crazy. F- f- you got to f- forget about him. He will not be on many of my teams. If he's staring there for me still in the third round, I'll take him. But someone is going to take Antonio Brown late round one, early round two. I don't want him there. I'll take T.Y. Hilton instead. I really will. I'll take Mike Evans. I'll take Keenan Allen instead. All right? I'm going to look to one of those other guys to be my wide receiver one in the third round. Or in the second round, potentially. Okay? I also, I do like Jacobs as uh, the top, uh, Josh Jacobs, as the top rookie running back, though. He's got a chance to be a three-down back, okay? The hype may get a little bit too crazy on him, but he will be an RB, 2 in my, in my opinion, he will get, call it, 275 touches. 250, 275 touches, okay? So there's your Oakland Raiders. I like Diamond in the Rough, Terrell Williams. Relatively speaking, Fugazi, Antonio Brown. Let's go to Denver. Denver, I like my Diamond in the Rough, okay? I really like this guy. I think he is going to be – he is being drafted very late, okay? You can get this guy – I'm talking round 10 as like a later round flyer. You can get him just around the two before other people are on him. He's going to be the slot receiver. It's Deshaun Hamilton for the Denver Broncos, Okay. Deshaun Hamilton. This is a guy who, after Manny Sanders, had his Achilles injury last year. And by the way, Manny Sanders, in my opinion, is going to be on the pup list, okay? So that's going to give an opportunity for Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun Hamilton is the guy who's going to be in the slot. Deshaun Hamilton, after Sanders went down, had eight-plus targets a game. Okay, he had over eight targets a game. In those last four weeks, okay? I think he will lead the Denver Broncos in receptions. And you can get Deshaun Hamilton as late as round 10. I love Deshaun Hamilton. Diamond in the rough. This is a guy that is going to be a nice little flex play for you. He's going to be in the slot. And he was even hurt a little bit last year, okay? I expect a second-year jump from Deshaun Hamilton. Remember the name. Mark it down, Jilly Dilly. Deshaun Hamilton. I like a bounce-back second sophomore campaign out of uh, Freeman as well. Out of Devontae Freeman as well. I like that. Um... So, I think he's going to bounce back. He had 2.2 yards after contact. By the way, I just paused there because I didn't know what was going on. Danny Otto making it pop, okay, here in Studio 34 doing yo man's work down there. Dilly-dilly to Danny Auto. We'll talk to him a little bit later on. All right. I think Freeman bounces back. He had good 2.2 yards after contact. That was actually 14th in the NFL. And... I got a sneaky feeling that Phillip Lindsay is going to not make it through 16 games. Remember, he had I think it's a wrist injury. We aren't hearing about him as much. He's a little guy. He stood the rigors of a 16-game season in his rookie year. I think that was tempting fate. I think we're going to see a lot more out of Royce Freeman this year. And also new head coach Vic Fangio is also, I think they may run a little bit more than in years past as well. I think there's a bounce back for uh, Royce Freeman, the Rolled Royce. Uh, Royce the 5'9", Freeman, and I love Deshaun Hamilton as a late-round flyer, as a flex play, potentially. My Fugazi for the Denver Broncos is Noah Fant. Okay, and let me qualify this. I like Noah Fant as a dynasty tight end. Remember, though, my thing on first-year tight ends, rookie tight ends never do well. Noah Fant will be out of Iowa. He was the 20th overall pick. He will be a receiving threat at some point in his career. I just don't think it's going to be early on, okay? So um, in dynasties, maybe you take a flyer on him at the very end, but do not expect him to be much in redraft leagues. When it comes to Denver also, remember, they got Joe Flacco there. I believe at some point later in the season, they may transition to Drew Locke, okay? So if that happens late in the season, when you're in your fantasy playoffs, think about that implication as well. Okay, we talked about Oakland. We talked about Denver. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, all right? And and y'all are going to start thinking, because real deal stats will beat Cypher, people know where I'm going at the top of the AFC West. So I'm going to fade the Kansas City Chiefs. I think, listen, I think there's a lot of reasons to fade the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I really do, okay? Patty Mahomes put up MVP numbers in his, really, his sophomore campaign. Do you really think Patty Mahomes is going to outdo last year's numbers and improve? I don't. I think Pat Mahomes can be an MVP candidate and have worse production, worse fantasy stats than last year. We also, we do not know about... Um, Tyreek Hill. We do not know if he's going to get suspended for two games, eight games the entire year or not at all. That cloud hangs over the Kansas City Chiefs. That's another reason to fade the Kansas City Chiefs. Damian Williams went from being a spot start kind of complimentary PPR back to now all of a sudden the workhorse that many people believe is an RB1. I don't think so, guys. Damian Williams has, he had a four-week span where he was good last year that's it. And people are now going to draft him late round one in the second round. I I think you're out of your goddamn mind. If you think Damian Williams is all of a sudden going to be the same value as like a Nick Chubb right now, you're crazy. He's a slight guy. How do we know he's going to take the pounding of 16 games? How do we know he's even that good? He was a backup in Miami and had four games the kansas city chiefs spencer ware was ahead of him on the depth chart now you're going to be comfortable drafting damian williams as your rb1 forget about it that also being said my diamond in the rough for the kansas city chiefs is carlos hyde carlos hyde 76 percent of the time or in 76 percentile in nfl running backs face what is called a stacked box remember he was in jacksonville San Francisco, Cleveland, when they did not have passing offenses. So he saw eight men in the box all the time. And Carlos Hyde was still an RB2. Think about the lanes with Pat Mahomes and the Andy Reid offense. I think Carlos Hyde is underdrafted. I think Carlos Hyde might be the starter by the second half of the season. He could, And if he is the RB1 for Kansas City in that offense, he has more value. I am fading Damian Williams, and I want pieces of Carlos Hyde as a late-round flyer for me. Remember this. Make the note, Jilly. By the end of the season, Carlos Hyde may be the back you need to own in Kansas City. And I think he's going to be running against much different lanes than he ever saw in San Francisco or Cleveland or Jacksonville. They have a passing offense with Kelsey and Hill and whoever else, Nicole Hardman, their pick, that will spread you vertically. That gives a north-south runner like Carlos Hyde dream lanes. And I really think this is important for him. As a Fugazi, though. We've got no idea on Tyreek Hill. I would not draft him. We've got... Patty Mahomes is going to regress, in my opinion. Someone's going to draft Pat Mahomes in the first or second round in your home league. You know we wait on quarterback Fugazi. I love him. That's Mahomes, Joe. But no. All right? Watkins. Sammy Watkins. You trust him with health? I don't trust these guys. All right? So diamond in the rough Carlos Hyde I think relatively speaking Mahomes is Fugazi Hill is Fugazi Watkins is Fugazi Damian Williams is Fugazi McCall Hardman rookie receiver you're gonna put your faith in him I'll give you Kelsey he belongs in the top tier with the top three of tight end he belongs as a second or third round pick in the second round late second round if you can get him I'm okay with that I personally am gonna be in those other tier of tight ends That brings us to the Los Angeles Chargers. My diamond in the rough for the Los Angeles Chargers is Mike Williams. I expect a huge jump. We played uh, Galladay. Coming back in, Mike Williams is this year's Kenny Galladay, in my opinion. I expect him to take a huge jump up from being, like, the third most targeted guy on his team, what Galladay was last year, right, behind Tate and behind Marvin Jones. Mike Williams last year was behind Keenan Allen, behind maybe Terrell Williams, you know, that sort of thing. He's going to go from there to being a wide receiver, two potentially in this league. Mike Williams, mark it down. He was wide receiver 34 last year. And that was only two games where he had seven or more targets. He's going to get more targets this year. He continues to be a red zone threat. He is this year's Kenny Galladay for me. I think he will be in the top 25, in the top 30, a legit back-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. He is my diamond in the rough. Hey, we're going to need a song for him or something like that. Mike Williams, diamond in the rough for the Chargers. My Fugazes for the Chargers? (laughs) I don't have any. I really don't. Phillip Rivers is going to once again be a rock-solid, stable quarterback that you can wait on. You're going to get him as like the 10th or 11th quarterback off the board. He's going to be great. Melvin Gordon, a true RB1. Hunter Henry, I have like as fourth or fifth in my tight end. Keenan Allen, a wide receiver one. Mike Williams is my diamond in the rough. Austin Eckler is a standalone handcuff kind. I love the Chargers defense. I've been talking about Boza and Ingram for a while. Coming off the edges, one of the best secondaries in all of the NFL. Desmond King, Casey Hayward, literally PFF top-rated corners. Derwin James coming off at safety. They addressed their rung-stopping needs, drafting Jerry Tillery this year from Notre Dame, drafting Nasir Adderley as another uh, safety. I love this Chargers team. They literally have no fugazis. Let me tell you about the schedule also. If you remember last year, the Chiefs and the Chargers finished 12-4. and 4. But the Chargers get a second-place schedule where the Chiefs get a first-place schedule, okay? What does that mean? Kansas City has to play New England. The Chargers instead have to play Miami. You don't think that's a difference? That's a huge difference in a division that was decided was a tie last year and went to tiebreakers. All right? I think that is huge. The Chiefs and Chargers actually play in Mexico, they are the remake of the Mexico game in week 11. It's Chiefs Chargers. All right, so that's an interesting note. The other scheduling I note I have for you is against the Oakland Raiders. Check this out. They play at home, I think it's against Kansas City in week two. In weeks three through nine, they don't have a single home game, guys. The Raiders don't have a single home game in weeks three through nine. Week three at Minnesota. Then At Indiana, week four. Week five, Chicago, but in London. Technically a home game, but in London. Week six, a bye. Week seven, at Green Bay. Week eight, at Houston. They can go 0-5 in that stretch easily. So I fade. All that Oakland Raiders talk. I'll talk win totals and division picks when we come back. Like my man Ice Cube said, it was a good day. You know I'm on those Los Angeles Chargers. The division prices, the Chiefs minus 165 to win the division. The Chargers plus 175 to win that division. I'm all over it. Speeds the spin. Statistician says take the Chargers to win the division. We'll put the fun and functional sports content when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle.
0: You heard? Fantasy. If you draft the Gromacher, you can't be upset. In today's environment, he's got a three-two-five ERA. You can be a little upset. No, I paid like thirty-eight dollars for him. I'm not getting my thirty-eight dollars worth of value. He's been very good, but he hasn't been last year. Agreed? Whoa, well, you you cannot expect last year. He had a one-point-seven-zero ERA. No, right, right. You couldn't expect it, but right. But I'm saying, could you expect a two-point-four going into this and he year? He still might get there. Weekdays, two to four p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Join the family at Modell Sports Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. It's popping off. How much? I will pay you, Danny, a hundred bucks to let Jen's punch you in the face. You just said how much, and then you say the hundred bucks. I would do it for five hundred bucks, not to the face, to the leg. I'll let Jen's kick me in any part of the. L- You're gonna lose that damn leg. For the liver. To- oh, oh, I don't want to oh. be blood. It's gotta be a liver shot. We'll put a glove on and it'll. <laughs> I'm gonna-
1: worth 500 That's it. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Sounds like a little southern drawl. Let's see what we got here, Danny. Hey, I'm with that. Oh, no, I'm not with this, Danny. Baby, shark. baby, shark. baby shark. Nah, I'm not with this, Danny. We got to fade that out. As you know, we got to fade that out. Nah, enough of that baby shark nonsense. I'm, I'm down with the Galladay. Remember, I'm on Carry On Johnson, so we got to get a keep calm and carry on. Uh, when you're lost and alone, and you're sinking like a stone. Danny has told me that we'll definitely get that for next time around. And by the way, guys, programming note. There will be no stats overbeat cipher next Monday. I'm out on vacation. Um, I got a trip. I got to do some uh, logistical planning. I'll be in Jamaica, man. ya yeah, man. You know, in Nagril, grill, you know, Seven Mile Beach. What I go on, you know. we're not gonna be doing a fantasy freestyle next week. But the stats overbeat cipher, you could always hit me up on Twitter. And by the way, you could always hit me up on Patreon. Now that the um, football is starting up, don't forget about Patreon. I got a message from Kenneth Spencer. Real deal stats overbeat cipher, dude. He's asking me, and we're doing the AFC West, right? He says, What's my take on Tyreek Hill? He's got a trade offer of Brandon Cooks and Dante Pettis for Hill. I would say do that because Tyreek Hill is going to miss some time. I don't know how much, and I expect some regression anyway. Brandon Cooks is a solid wide receiver, and Pettis with San Francisco is interesting. So I would actually do that. Kenneth Spencer, if you're listening, I'll respond on Patreon. As we get back into football season, y'all need to know about Patreon as well. And big shout-out, baby, out there to the Stats would Beat Cypher in the chat room. Jeremy McMahon saying Kelsey would be his second pick overall. I don't know if he means second pick overall or second round. Second pick overall is a little rich for me. I'm not taking him ahead of like DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, or the big four running backs, but second round certainly. Okay, Clayton Trahan saying the Chargers even have a stable kicker. Ben shouting artillery. All right, um, you know Mendo Bruce with an interesting idea. Maybe I could do a little bit of a show from the grill from Seven Mile Beach. You know I'll be out there. Uh, you know I'll be out there enjoying the fine crops. Um, We'll be doing it. If you continue to burn up the herbs, we're going to burn down the cane fields, if you know about that. But I digress. All right, so let's get back into this AFC West. Listen, I don't understand how the Chiefs are minus 165 and the Chargers are plus 175. You can get the Chargers to win the AFC West at plus 175. Guys, this is a lock for me. This is a great bet, great value. The Chiefs, there are so many question marks. Okay, they lost Kareem Hunt. Was their All-Pro running back also? They lost him. I, there's just so many reasons they regress a little bit. I think the Chiefs make the playoffs, but they can make the playoffs at 10 and six, and the Chargers can go 11 and five very easily. I like the Chargers at plus 175 to win the division. I would also be okay dropping a couple shekels on the Chargers to win the AFC. I really would. You can get the Chargers to win the AFC at plus 750. In essence, 7-1 or 8-1. I think that's a great bet. All right? The Chiefs are ahead of them as the favorite. I don't like them. The Patriots are ahead of them as a co-favorite. You know, maybe, but the Chargers aren't scared of them. They had to go to New England in that bad spot in the playoffs. I don't know. It might be different this year. This could be Philip Rivers' last ride, and you guys know I'm all about this. I would throw a couple shekels on them at plus 750. They are tied with Indianapolis and Cleveland as the third choice. I really could see them winning the AFC. I really could. I believe the Chargers are the most complete team in all of football. You can get them at 16-1 to to win the Super Bowl as well if you want to really get frisky with me. But I'm telling you guys right now. The Chargers are definitely a good bet. And real deal, stats over beat Cypher. You guys know I've been on the Chargers for a while. I would fade the Kansas City win total. I'd be on the over on the Chargers at 9.5. That, to me, is an overplay. I'd pass on Denver. Because also, remember, they're going to move over from Flacco to Locke, I believe, at some point, And that could be causing some issues. I'd stay away from them. And I'd stay away or bet the under for the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders under at 8 last year was one of my locks. This year, they're at 6.5. I'd pass on it, but my lock here is the over for the chargers. all right, let's get into it and and uh Danny, we may not have enough time to get to the wrapping. We have some more wrapping athletes by the way, guys all right so that's big things as always here on the stats overbeat cipher with the Fantasy Freestyle, episode 380, if you can believe it. Um, if we don't get to it today, it's on my timeline on Twitter, at and Speeds. If you want to follow me, check me out. Um, I'll put it out there. Um, but if we don't get to it today, Danny, save that, and we'll do the wrapping because uh, Marvin Bagley came out with a diss track against Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard, Lillard kind of responded. So the drama is there. We're going to do that maybe a little bit uh, next week, and we'll do that along with... Um, I'm going to have, I want to have an NBA guest. We were supposed to have it last, we were supposed to have it tonight, but my man uh, had some issues, have to reschedule. So remember, I'm not here next week. So that following week is July, I think the 8th is the next time we'll be doing Fantasy Freestyle. We'll do a little segment of, you know, draft reaction, free agency. The moves will be there. By the way, stats will be deciphered. By the next time you see me, I think the U.S. women will have won the World Cup. I think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will be a Brooklyn Net, (laughs) you know, something like that. And Kawhi may be. You know, maybe somewhere else as well, Los Angeles Clippers, something like that. There'll be a surprise with a guy like maybe Jimmy Walker, Kemba Walker, something like that. Maybe a Bradley Beal trade. Next freestyle, we will break it all down what it means, maybe win totals and we'll look at some impacts there. And it would be great to maybe do the Marvin Bagley versus Dame Dollar, those raps uh next time. So here's what I want to ask you. Danny, check this out, okay, with my man Danny Otto in the stats um in the pit of misery. Remember, Kawhi Leonard, will he go, will he stay? It's a big question, and the poll question is up there right now. Right now, you guys still think KD leaves, but Kawhi stays, 42% of you. Danny, check this out. The Toronto area is getting creative to keep Kawhi, because you know Danny, Gabe he going crazy. Toronto loves them some Kawhi right now, right, Danny? Yeah, definitely. All right, so check this out. You can only do so much, right, give him a max contract, but what if I told you that the whole city of Toronto is going to come out and support this, Danny? Have I told you about this yet?
0: You have not.
1: All right, check this out. The city of Toronto is coming up with what they call the Kawhi and Dine benefit to try to help him out. Okay? So check this out. Here's what they're going to do. Already, 47 restaurants in the city of Toronto have made a pledge that if Kawhi resigns with the Toronto Raptors, they will give him free food for life. Damn. All right. Um, Uber. And Lyft drivers have said they will give him free Uber rides in the city of Toronto for life if he resigns with the Toronto Raptors. There is a recording studio in Toronto, Danny, that says they will give him free studio time if he resigns with the Toronto Raptors. There is a law office in Toronto saying they will give him free counsel if he resigns. <laughs> With the Toronto Raptors. Joey Votto, member of the Cincinnati Reds, I guess he's Canadian though, says he will give Kawhi Leonard his unused Metro pass if he resigns with the Toronto Raptors. What do you think about this, Danny? Fair or foul? The city of Toronto thinking about extra perks and benefits to keep Kawhi. They're calling it the Kawhi and Dine package. What do you think about this?
0: I am all for that. I think that sounds Oh, awesome. You
1: think this is fair though? I mean, it's kind of a loophole around the salary cap.
0: I mean, if 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 they want local do businesses, that, they're deciding themselves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they people could do that around here. Pretty too. cool, right? Yeah. Pretty
1: cool. So I, I wanted to think about that. We'll see. And by the time we have the next freestyle, we'll know if Kawhi does in fact stay with Toronto or if he goes elsewhere. What do you think, Danny? You think he's going to go somewhere? He's a hero mm-hmm. in that city, the entire country. You think he leaves or you think he stays?
0: I honestly don't know because I, I mean, if it was me. You have such a good taste in your mouth. Right. From what They just won just the championship.
1: Happened. They want to give you free food and Uber for life, recording studio. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a whole country, not even just the city behind you. You know, you could do no wrong there. It's not bad, right?
0: Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's tough.
1: We'll see. I think he ultimately goes home to Los Angeles to be a clipper. But we'll find out. All right. The last thing I want to say, and Danny, we were talking about OJ's videos last time around, Right. Right. All right. So let's put this up—the fantasy football one. Okay. He decided he put up those videos, but then OJ his only other tweet was about fantasy football. Check it out. Put it up on the screen, Danny. All right. He goes taking an early look. I kid you not, taking an early look at fantasy football. Patty Mahomes is my clear number one. He needs to understand like the stats overbeat cipher. You fade quarterback. Patty Mahomes is going to redress, but with Tyreek Hill status up in the air, he's debating Baker Mayfield or Todd Gurley. Danny. OJ don't know what he's talking about, so I responded to him, Danny, and I hit him up. I told him about this. I told him about the top four running backs: Saquon, Zeke Elliott, Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey. Then I told him, "You look in round one to DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams, because uh, he needed some help. He's looking at quarterbacks and Todd Gurley, who has arthritic knees at number one overall. So I wanted to help him out, Danny. And then I want to let you know, uh, I want to get your thoughts on what you think about this. I then hit him up again. Danny, because I told you I was going to get after him. Anytime he posts, I put notifications on. And I was like, yo, OJ, um, it looks like you could use some help. I'm a fantasy expert. I got the stats over beat Cypher, fantasy freestyle. And then I told him, Danny, I wanted your thoughts on this. I told him I could be his secret weapon. And then I put a knife emoji next to it. What do you think, Danny? (laughs) You like that? I think that's me. All right, then let's put up this next tweet real quick, because I know we only got like a minute left. All right, he goes, what's the best advice he ever got? He's talking about his mom saying, you can't let people and mean speech put you further away from God. He goes, that was the best advice I ever got. And by the way, she was the only one who called me a rental. All right, Danny, I responded to him again. You know what I said this time? I told him, Danny, the jury foreman tried to call you a rental, but she really butchered the name. And then I put a knife emoji. What do you think, Danny? <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I'm going to be doing with OJ. That's the kind of responses I'm going to be doing all the time. If you check out my timeline, you will see both of those replies to OJ. I still have the notifications on. If he tweets, let me know. Stats over beat Cypher. Holler at him. Be like, yo, you need to listen to Spittin' Speeds at you know, this, uh, hashtag stats over beats. You need to let him know, all right. So if you see OJ tweeting, I I want the entire stats over beats cipher to be like, yo, my man at Spittin' speeds can help you out because eventually he's gonna respond and we're gonna get down with OJ. It's gonna be hysterical. You're right, strong style. Maybe I should use the glove emoji. I just thought the knife would be really good because I said they butchered the name. I said I could be a secret weapon, you know. But you're right, uh, strong style. I I could use I could use the glove emoji. Lisa is telling me, yo, what up, Suna Lisa? Big shout out to Suna Lisa. She always hooks us up in the morning with Joe Ranieri. Make it rain, by the way. Make it rain, 6 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We have a lot of fun there. We put the, uh, right, exactly, strong style. If we can get O.J. as part of the cypher. And Suna Lisa is saying the knife and the glove emoji. I'm with it, okay? I'm with it. If we can have O.J. as a guest, though, strong style, you're hysterical. I'm okay? If OJ trolls me, the only thing is Stats overbeat Cypher, none of you give them my home address. Like Jilly Dilly, I've given you my home address so you can mail something, right? Um, we had a couple people last year who mailed me gifts and I appreciate it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, don't give OJ my home address, okay? Uh, that that that's that's all I'm asking you for. That about do it for me, guys. All right. Remember, the poll question is up right now. If you believe Kawhi and KD will stay or go, make your voice heard. Hashtag stats over beats at Spitting Speeds. No freestyle next week. Okay, I'm gonna be on vacation. I'm gonna be in Jamaica. Then I'm gonna be with the fam, uh, with the unicorns family out there in uh California, on the island off San Diego called Coronado. If you wanna find me, Jilly Dilly Mendo Bruce. All you Californians out there, come see me. All right, so two weeks from now, we'll talk another division. We'll talk NBA free agency, and we'll get ready for uh, football with the Real Dale Stats Over Beat Cypher, episode 380 in the books. With the spitting statistician, your boy Speeds, I'm out. Peace. Dilly dilly.